When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down the on the floor, ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop the one hand, and pack with trust, it's power, have the guts, we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into the latest episode of Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan with me, Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. No Ethan, no Alex. Ethan is on vacation. I technically am too, but we have enough, and that's okay. Today's floor plan is something that we talked about on playback recently. Actually, Alex and Brady, and I know some others jumped in and had some uh, thoughts on it as well. We want to talk about the two young prospects in Miami, and that is Jaime Jaquez and Nikola Jovic, and maybe even the idea of which player would you rather keep in the event that you had to send one to Portland to acquire Damian Lillard. So we're going to get into both of their games, their contracts, who we think they may keep, who we rather they keep, and all of the above. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network and Five on the Floor, and that is A, Aggressive Insurance. Y'all know her from the post-game shows. Y'all know her from playback. A Aggressive Insurance is a broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to every client, representing many, if not all, of the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. Free phone quotes. It's as easy as giving her a call. But also, checking out the website, insurancebylynette.com. This is the place to go first, y'all. Insurance by Lynette. That's with Lynette, two N's, two T's, dot com. Or you can find her on Twitter, a at Aggressive Insurance, A Aggressive Insurance on Facebook, and A Aggressive underscore insurance on Instagram. Again, A Aggressive Insurance. That is your go-to for all your insurance needs. All right, so here we go. Um, Welcome, Brady Hawk. I am excited about this topic because I think it ties into what is on the top of Heat fans' minds, and it's something that I think garnered a lot of attention and interaction on playback. So we thought 
why not dedicate an episode for anyone who listens to our show, but maybe he's not subscribed to to off the floor or maybe didn't catch playback. We want to get down to the nitty gritty here. So I'll start by saying this. It appears as if uh, Portland and Miami are still in that staring contest. And there does appear to be indications that maybe the offer is starting to come together in terms of conceptually what it's going to take to get him. Uh, Shams has thrown out different packages, which we've talked about. And the biggest part of it is, is that there was a little note there about young players coming back. And we know Tyler Hero, while being a young player, is not going to end up in Miami. So what young players is Portland or Shams talking about that they may get back? Well, there's two in particular. There's Jaime Jaquez, who the Heat just drafted, and then there's Nikola Jovic, who they drafted last year and have invested uh, a ton of time into. We expect, or I expect, that probably one of the two is going to need to be included in this but when it's all said and done. If they keep both, that will be an amazing circumstance I don't expect. Brady, do you, I'll start here before we get into the nitty-gritty. I just want to ask you off top, are you preparing yourself to have one of the two or to lose both? I would say probably one of the two. That's probably where I'd lean, uh, even though it feels like some people want it, want it to be both. Uh, for obvious reasons. But I thought it was funny with the Shams report. I know you guys already talked about that stuff, but I, for one, I thought it was funny that the option at the bottom of that list of a trade possibility was young player was at the bottom. Like, cause that feels like the sticking point of this all. That feels like the thing that's the revolving door of what's going to happen. And the second part of it was that there was a little parenthesis at the end of that with the S, which was, is it going to be one? Is it going to be two? Like, we don't know at that point. Uh, but that's the big question. And that's when it comes to the fact, I know we've been talking about it from both perspectives. It's like, which guy would Portland rather, which guy would Miami rather give up but at the end of the day, shout out to Alex. It was, uh, it does feel like we're preparing ourselves for at least to keep one. But then the question I think that we're going to get into is like, if you keep one or which one that is, are they going to be in a potential rotation moving forward this season? Or is this more of a long-term kind of move? And that's a great question. And I think it's going to drive the decision-making on um, maybe both sides of this, which I think is an interesting element just to bring everyone up to speed where we stand on these two young players contracts. Jaime Jaquez obviously was drafted uh, in the first round of the most recent draft. He's coming in at 3.5 million for the upcoming season. And then Nikola Jovic, who um, was a bit of a later pick in the first round. So his rookie scale contract has him on the books for 2.3 million. But what you're essentially seeing is two cost controlled players. You're going to be able to develop offer their next contract to without really the worry of them heading elsewhere and really build a relationship with said player. And I think Portland is obviously signaling a rebuilding phase. So let's start here uh, for the fans that don't watch college basketball and didn't pay attention to the draft because they don't watch college basketball. Let's start with Jaime Jaquez Jr. More of the unknown, I'll say. Just from a sheer basketball perspective, and we've gone over some of this before, but as we compare it to keeping Jovic and what you'd have to do differently, let's start with the basketball side of if you kept Jaime Jaquez, what role you see him in, what holes he would plug skill set wise, and just kind of paint the picture of what Heat fans would be getting if Jaquez is the guy who stays. Yeah, so I think Jaquez, if he stays in the rotation, uh, and there's a couple of reasons, I think, in an idea where you're sending out a bunch of guys for Dame, you're going to need some uh, high-level role players to be at the back end of your rotation. But for one, 
you can never have enough wings. Like that type of build will always be utilized, especially in an Eric Spolcher system. He, just because he's a wing, he'll be probably be playing backup five at some point. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Maybe. I don't know. We might see that. Uh, but the ways that they can be utilized, I mean, the question is, if you're keeping Caleb, you still have Caleb in the mix potentially off the bench. Like it's it's crowded, but that's a good thing. Like you can utilize them in similar ways. I think ideally it's not comparable to, I'd say, Caleb now. I think it's comparable to the first year that Caleb was here where they everybody was talking about Jimmy Light and just kind of using him in similar ways. When Jimmy was out, they put him in that role and they let him kind of off the leash uh, to a certain degree. Not what we saw against Boston in the playoffs, but we saw like a hint of it, what led us to believe what we saw in the playoffs last year. So I think it's a kind of like that. I think there's certain things that he could do in isolation that probably won't translate the best just because it's going to be more of a system movement offense, but there's still opportunities to attack off closeouts and one-on-ones. The thing that I keep saying, I think his, his spot up three and shooting is going to surprise people just because that was not really a talked about element of his game heading in. It's more about all the other stuff getting to the basket, but he feels to me like a player that, can surprise some from three because he's the type of guy in an off in an offense that if you potentially have a Damian Lillard type, he's the guy you're helping off of in that, in that lineup and he can make you pay off a closeout, but he also, I think can shoot it pretty well. So that's going to be the, the thing to monitor defensively. I do believe he could hold up. Like there's certain things I think that people are looking at. We went in the, over this on playback, like a ton, like it was like, in my opinion, like there's certain things like going around screens. There's, I think there's could be some issues with maybe at certain points, if he has to like stay on the perimeter and constantly has to trail, but the off ball stuff has absolutely been there. I think that's why the Jimmy comparison was there just because he reads passing lanes really well. He does all that type of stuff that he just strikes me as a player that Spo would love. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, he, that's what he feels like to me. Like there's somebody that Spo would like to have on the floor. Uh, and it's funny because I know we're going to get into Jovic next, but it feels like we're talking about Hawkes being the now player and Jovic being the long-term when Hawkes is the rookie this year and Jovic is the sophomore, which is kind of backwards. But it feels like that more so just for position and play style. That's the kind of where I lean. I'm glad you said that because Jovic was drafted earlier and there's been all the stories about him not even dra- uh, finishing high school yet, but still playing in the NBA. So he is actually... I guess in theory, maybe a little less ready in theory than Jaime Hawkes would be coming out as I Hawkes was a senior. Um, and he was a big part of everything they did at UCLA. Uh, Jovich, even as he played overseas, did not have a necessarily prominent, prominent role. He wasn't like the leading scorer on his team, if I remember correctly. And I know that he played a lot of point guard. Um and but the big thing here is that Jovic has taken a big jump in one year in one way, and we're going to get into that next. The, to close the loop on Hawkes, I guess I'll say this because I agree with everything you said basketball wise. He fits in perfectly, perfect Swiss Army knife. Exactly, I think you make the Caleb year one compare. The year one Caleb is what we'll say. That is such a great comparison. I'll remind everyone: year one Caleb was a DMPCD in game seven of the Eastern conference finals. And we saw how much changed in one year. Obviously he's a little bit older of a player slightly, but I would just, I guess that's another element of where if you rely on some of these wing young players to find their way, maybe deep in the playoffs, I don't know how much you can rely on them. And also there's another element about Hawkes. If, if you're keeping Caleb Martin, maybe Hawkes makes sense to include in the deal 
if you if Caleb Martin has to be a part of this deal because he's an expiring contract, which Shams indicated is now more of a desired thing than I think a Duncan Robinson. So I think we can start to peg maybe Lowry in that deal. And but this begs the question because Caleb Martin is also an expiring contract. If he were to go, the Heat may be inclined to keep Hawkes to kind of keep somebody in the reserve. Uh, reserves that has some of that skill set, but we don't know how that's going to break out next. The next guy, though, it's really interesting and it's polarizing. And in theory, he solves so many issues and he's a really fun player to talk about. And that's Nikola Jovic. Before we dive into him, though, I want to talk about Joe Cronin and his disastrous offseason. Because when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress any unexpected disaster may cause. Before hurricane season, you need to call these guys. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team are prepared to handle any size disaster. They have great maintenance programs, third-generation contractors in South Florida. They are licensed a to Z one-stop shopping for every busy homeowner. No need to bring any, bring in any other contractors. They'll handle it all for you. Again, that's water cleanup of Florida. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell. That's 954-579-0356. Again, call Michael at water cleanup of Florida anytime on his personal cell. 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving Products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
So Nikola Jovic, um, I had a league source I checked in with uh, as I've kind of taken a, a breather recently who felt that as the more he checked around the league, the more people he talked to, he felt like Portland's more inclined to take Jaime Jaquez in that deal. And they'd be, they would ask for Jaquez before Jovic, which I thought was interesting. I want to uh, preface everything I'm saying now by also mentioning Nikola Jovic is, is this scouting department's find. They want, they don't really draft international prospects often. This is a guy that they pegged, that they loved, they've developed. He's bought into the strength and conditioning program in a way that few young players who have came to Miami have so adamantly been open-minded to diving into whatever is suggested of him. And here's the kicker. He's the perfect four next to Bam in theory. And that's the thing that we all want to talk about, right? But is he ready? Is he ready to contribute now? Is he ready to contribute in the playoffs and so that's the question mark. Let's talk skills first. And then as we close the show, we're both, we're, we're both going to get um, on record who we would rather keep. Uh, Brady may have already divulged this during playback, but we're going to get it on the record on five on the floor. Jovic as a basketball player, not only what we saw last year, but what he could be based on his skill set and his physical frame as it changes. What do you see from Jovic next year? Uh, that could be particularly beneficial for this heat group with or without Dame Lillard. Yeah, I think a lot of it's dependent on role. And I think that's why it's important to mention first, like when we mentioned Hawkins, like fitting right into a role, it's like harder to find that spot for Jovic. Cause like, yeah, we could say he's the perfect big next to Bam, but like, will they actually start him at the four? Like, I don't think so. Like uh, in this current moment. And then the thing that I feel like I keep saying on every one of these shows, as we like talk about the roster heading in next season is like, the backup front court gets very weird just because if you have a Thomas Bryant type or you have somebody like that or Kevin Love all of a sudden is not in the starting lineup, it's like there's not enough defense in that front court that you basically if you play, you have to play zone the entire time that Eric Spolstra just will not lean into that. So it's harder to like depict Jovic's role in a, in a situation where they get Dame or not compared to Hawkins. And that's why kind of I made that point before. The, to your point, the starting lineup is kind of the easiest <laughs> fit to a certain degree so obviously as a player though i think some of the stuff they saw in summer league like the size thing's big because i think you saw him being more physical than he was a year ago even in summer league like that was obviously a big difference uh some of the stuff that i like that i think could carry over and i shouldn't be talking pace on here because it'll probably never happen but the stuff that he was able to do where he'd get a rebound and go in the other direction and just oh, be yeah. the way he was able to do that stuff he had body control where he's he's knocking into people and kind of having that control to still finish at the rim like that stuff it's just like a gift. That's a skill that he just has that you have to let him go and do. So I think that part of it's interesting. Uh, the passing in the half court, I think there's just stuff that they could endlessly do uh, with, you know, we could say, I always say, just say Jovic and Bam, but like Jovic, Bam, Jimmy, Dane, potentially, like there's a lot of passing in that lineup that you're going to have to figure things out. That's a Spo dream to have that much passing and movement. Uh, and then I guess the one thing that I think could push them over the edge to say, okay, this guy could play right now is the shooting to me. Like if the shooting was up and down, like it was in the rookie year that if, and I think there was certain mechanics I kept noting throughout summer league that I thought changed. Like some things were quicker. Some things felt like a little smoother. If he could shoot a decent percentage from three, that changes everything to me because this is a team now where you, you kind of have to shoot the spot of three to maximize their top players. Like when you kind of look at stuff on paper. So if he's able to do that, 
now we can start having a real conversation about and contributing now. Cause like, I don't want to discredit and say like Hakez, we haven't even seen Hakez play like an NBA game yet. Say, Oh, this guy can play now, but Jovic can't. It's just dependent on certain variables. And that variable for Jovic to me is shooting. So that'll be something interesting to monitor if, if he is the one that's back. It's a great point because Hakez is going to be able to impact the game in ways other than just shooting specifically. And so that Swiss Army knife nature of his game obviously plays into what Eric Spolstra can get creative with. And you think about lineups with Jay Rich and Caleb and Hakez and just different things they can do and Jimmy. And and you're right, like fitting Jovic into that equation. If he becomes the best version of himself, obviously it's easy to slot in a stretch four who's young and athletic with amazing vision as a passer, etc. Like but it's how quick can you get there? And with Portland kind of, and I know that they scouted Hawkes, they were interested in him pre-draft and them wanting him. There, there has been some notion that maybe getting guys like Hawkes, getting a guy like Chris Murray uh, in Portland are older rookies. So they can maybe tutor the younger guys. So maybe that's why they prefer Hawkes. Uh, the one thing also is with Chris Murray, uh, I don't know if maybe they envisioned that Nikola Jovic would play the same position as him. So maybe that plays into why they would want Hawkes, although I could see Hawkes eating into Chris Murray's minutes. So again, it's Jeremy Grant, but dude, good they call. just signed a big contract too. So Duh, like, that's such a great point. Like they've invested five years in crazy million dollars in a player that plays that position. So Hawkes probably just, checks more boxes of what they can use now, but the heat are going to play hardball and who knows how this works. We'll say all this and watch the heat, keep both of them. Right. And they end up figuring out other ways. So they will get creative. Um, but it's a tough choice because I think long-term people see the stuff Jovic does and they say, gosh, if that were to work in its purest form, it would just serve so many purposes for this team. But when you're thinking about the Damon Jimmy window, I would be lying if I said that I don't, just, just a gut feeling that Hawkes is going to be able to get involved in that and feel ready to contribute sooner. That is my gut feeling, and it's why, despite the fact I love Nikola Jovic, the scouting staff loves Nikola Jovic. I know it's an Adam Simon special, it's been said to me. Um, so I know they really want to keep him around. I personally think Jaime Jaquez may be better for the basketball portion of this conversation, all emotions aside. That's where I go. Where do you stand on it, Brady? So I totally agree with the part that, like, as I said before, like if, if this is a one game, like a one season sample size, or like even let's say a two season sample size, I do believe Jaquez would be the way you lean. Uh, and in a position where you're going all in for a guy like Dame, where you're, saying your championship window is right now, uh, Hawkins makes more sense. With that said, I think if you're picking between the two to say which guy would you rather, I still think you might lean Jovic. Woo! I think you would in terms of it, – it's funny because it really goes against everything I was saying about everything, like the basketball side of things and everything. But I just believe there's more to his game in terms of the stuff that they can do with it. Uh, and there's also more past this season. Like just because we're saying right now past this, like this season, it makes more sense. Upside. There's still the fact that when a potential Dame Jimmy era is done, that they have the next era ready to go potentially in the back of their minds. Cause like Tyler Bam was that next page so, and in a position where you're going Tyler for Dame, you have to have that next page. And that's kind of where I think you would 
ideally put your eggs in this current moment. And things change, especially with the Heat. You cannot predict what they're going to do in five years because everything's going to look totally different because everything moves so quickly with this team. But uh, I do think if it, it's if it was that simple where you're saying one or the other, I would say Jovic. And it's interesting because your points you made is kind of eye-opening because I keep saying to myself, like, if I'm Portland, I'm definitely – like, that's why I mentally prepared myself that Hawkins is most like, more likely to come back than Jovic. But it does make sense in theory that like they would rather can maybe possibly could lean in Hawkes over Jovic, uh, for the fact for one the extra year, like I think that yeah. could be big for them to say Good that we point. have another like that extra year for a guy. Uh, and he also just like having a second rookie is it, just like somebody that you can mold as your own and not somebody that's coming from another system. I just feel like mm-hmm. would be important. But the stuff about him playing in uh, the stuff about. What was the the part that you said about the? I'm trying to think of the exactly what you said about the the deal. Uh, related to like the guys that they already have and that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, they have Chris Murray. They have Jeremy Grant. They have um. There's somebody else on that damn team that I thought maybe... there was a there was a couple, but either way, it's still just it, it does make sense. I think it plugs in a little bit easier. But I do you let me ask one final question because I'm wondering like. We could say the Jovic or Hawkins thing, but who do you think opinion matters more? Like who Miami wants to keep or who Portland wants? I think today it's who Miami wants to keep. And this is a great question. This is a pot all on its own. (laughs) But I think that as this goes on and we get closer to training camp, I do think the Heat will be motivated to finally like dot the T's and cross the I's. And I said that incorrectly on purpose, y'all, uh, to get this deal done. Because, like, you, you want to go into training camp with your roster. Um, the Jovic thing, though, you sold me there at the end about this next generation. Because without Tyler, if you're thinking ahead, um, Hakez may have a ceiling, and Jovic, uh, and I call Bam no ceiling, Jovic may have a higher ceiling, particularly in the next few years. So I see where you're going there. It'll be interesting to see who they choose. Um, I, and I'll just reiterate for everyone listening, I am mentally preparing to lose Tyler Hero to a third team, Hakez and Jovic. So I come back feeling happy that any of them stayed in terms of Jovic and Hakez. I don't think Tyler staying is an option. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. I do, I do think that, uh, it is, if the other part of this though, and I will close here is that we just don't know what this deal is going to look like. And when we start involving expiring contracts, the two expiring contracts on Miami's team are Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin. And so if it's Kyle Lowry, it means it's such a big deal that the Heat are bringing back more players than just Dame Lillard. So that matters in all this conversation that we just had. But also, what if the expiring contract they're referencing is Caleb Martin because the Heat don't want to pay him in a year? I know that sounds counterintuitive to winning a title now, but if you know you're going to lose him for nothing like you just did Max Struess, do you say let's groom Hawkes, send Caleb out? There's so many variables. We're never going to be able to get to the bottom of them. But at least we did a show where we didn't agree. I chose Hawkes. Brady chose Jovich. I know that there's many in the network that are pounding the table for Jovic, including, including Eternal and Brian Fonseca. But it's been a good conversation. Shout out to our sponsors. Uh, that is Water Cleanup of Florida and A Aggressive Insurance. 
We'll have you covered the rest of the week. Ethan will be back soon. Alex will be checked in. We appreciate it. And talk to you all next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.